welcome to the Oncology on Air podcast. I am Dr. Prashant. In this episode, we will talk about the adjuvant treatment in colon cancer. Studies addressing the adjuvant treatment in the 1990s showed that 5-fluorouracil-based therapy only demonstrated benefit in terms of 5-year disease-free survival for stage 3 patients. The optimal duration for this treatment was found to be 6 months and extending this duration to 9 to 12 months added no benefit. We now know that levamisole, an agent which was used previously, is not active in colon cancer. Similarly, interferon alpha added toxicity but did not confer any benefit. Oral fluoropyrimidine therapies with capecitabine were studied by 12s et al who randomly assigned nearly 2000 patients who underwent resection to receive either tablet capecitabine or the Mayo Clinic bolus 5 fluorouracil regimen the disease free survival in the capecitabine group was at least equivalent to that in the 5fu for the comparison of the upper limit of the hazard ratio and capecitabine resulted in significantly fewer adverse effects this trial demonstrated that oral capecitabine was a viable option in patients who were motivated to accept the schedule of oral medication two other formulations tegafuracil and s1 were studied in the setting wherein s1 was found to be non inferior to tegafuracil in stage 3 colon cancer in terms of disease free survival the landmark trials in the adjuvant treatment of colon cancer include the mosaic and idea trials For adjuvant treatment using a combination of drugs oxaliplatin was evaluated in the multinational international study of oxaliplatin 5FU and leucovorin in the adjuvant treatment of colon cancer trial the so called mosaic trial in this study 2246 stage 2 and 3 patients were randomized to the leucovorin 5FU2 regimen which was a biweekly infusional regimen to the folfox regimen which adds oxaliplatin on day 1 for stage 3 patients 6 year overall survival was improved in the folfox group by 4.2% and this survival benefit was 67.2% versus 59% at 10 years favoring the folfox group there was no survival benefit for stage 2 patients disease free survival at 5 years was better in the folfox group 73% versus 67%. An updated analysis failed to show benefit of addition of oxaliplatin in stage 2 patients even with high risk features. At 10 years however, there was a trend towards improved survival in stage 2 patients as well. The Folfox regimen resulted in 41% grade 3 or 4 neutropenia versus 5% in the control arm. Grade 3 neuropathy was seen in 12% of patients receiving Folfox. The conclusion from the Mosaic trial was that adding oxaliplatin to a regimen of fluorouracil and leucovorin improves the survival rates in the adjuvant treatment of colon cancer. An exploratory analysis showed that the benefit of oxaliplatin was most pronounced in patients aged less than 70 years. Therefore, individualized decision making is recommended for adjuvant treatment in the elderly in another study 1866 patients were randomized to receive capecitabine plus oxaliplatin 
with bolus fivefu and leucovorin in the adjuvant treatment of stage 3 colon cancer both disease free survival and overall survival were significantly improved in the kpox arm showing that both folfox and kpox are reasonable regimens in the adjuvant setting kpox can be offered to patients who are able to comply with the schedule of capecitabine often along with emetogenic intravenous chemotherapy the international duration evaluation of adjuvant chemotherapy collaboration the idea trial asked whether 3 months of oxaliplatin containing therapy was non inferior to 6 months the recently published final analysis of the idea trial by andre et al showed that there was no difference between 3 and 6 months of kpox in terms of 5 year disease free survival which led the authors to conclude that 3 months of kpox was sufficient for most stage 3 patients for folfox however the neurotoxicity of prolonged oxaliplatin administration must be taken into account and selection and duration of treatment must be individualized as on date there is no data supporting the use of irinotecan bevacizumab cetuximab or panitumumab in the adjuvant treatment of colon cancer let's talk about the treatment of stage 2 colon cancer The optimal treatment of patients with stage 2 colon cancer remains controversial. The international multi-center pooled analysis of B2 colon cancer trials meta-analysis provides one of the largest datasets of stage 2 patients. 1016 patients with stage 2 disease were randomized between surgery alone and 5-FU leucovorin. There was a numerical difference in the overall survival by 2% in the favor of the arm that received adjuvant treatment but the difference was not statistically significant recent trials have not provided any consensus either with a trial that analyzed data from nearly 25000 patients 75% of whom had one or more prognostic features found no survival benefit from the adjuvant regimen the sakura trial failed to demonstrate benefit for patients who received one year of adjuvant chemotherapy compared to surgery alone wu et al performed a systematic review of 12 randomized control trials including both colon and rectal cancers that suggested improvement in 5 year overall survival and disease free survival for both sides as well as significant reduction in recurrence risk for stage 2 colon cancers several prognostic indicators have been identified that correlate with a higher risk of subsequent failure in stage 2 patients these include obstruction or perforation of the bowel elevated pre or post operative cea poorly differentiated histology and tumors not demonstrating high levels of msi or an 18q deletion in colorectal tumors which may correlate with a poor prognosis additional cited poor prognostic factors include macroscopically infiltrating tumors high serum ca19.9 levels extensive venous invasion male gender age more than 50 years and less than 12 dissected lymph nodes it appears that patients with one or more of these risk factors are closer to stage 3 and therefore adjuvant treatment may be offered the choice of chemotherapeutic agent in this setting is also a matter of debate while patients with an exceptionally poor risk stage 2 may benefit from oxaliplatin An update from the Mosaic trial demonstrate no benefit 
to the use of oxaliplatin in stage 2 even in patients with one or two risk factors. We will now discuss the use of MSI as a predictive biomarker for chemotherapeutic benefit. In a meta-analysis, Ribic et al. investigated the usefulness of MSI status as a predictor of benefit from 5-FU-based adjuvant chemotherapy in 570 stage 2 and 3 patients from 5 randomized trials in which no treatment control arm was used. In the 287 patients who did not receive adjuvant treatment, those with tumors exhibiting MSI high had a superior 5-year survival compared to patients with MSI low or microsatellite-stable tumors. In the patients with MSI low or microsatellite-stable tumors, chemotherapy resulted in improved survival versus no chemotherapy with a hazard ratio of 0.72. However, 5-FU leucovorin did not improve survival in patients with MSI high tumors. 5-FU leucovorin was associated with improved outcome in both stage 2 and stage 3 patients who were microsatellite stable or MSI low with a hazard ratio of 0.67 in stage 2 patients and 0.69 in patients with stage 3 colon cancer. In contrast, in patients with MSI high tumors, treatment did not improve survival and in fact was associated with a trend towards worse outcome for both stage 2 and stage 3 cancers. However, data from the NSABP trial failed to confirm the findings of Ribic et al., wherein the use of MSI as a predictive biomarker for chemotherapy benefit was not supported by data. The ECOG 5202 trial is currently ongoing and is aimed at studying the feasibility of using MSI as a predictive biomarker to not treat patients who are positive for the same while treating the others with Folfox and Bevacizumab. Data indicates that patients with MSI high stage 3 tumors, while having a more favorable prognosis than microsatellite stable tumors, do nevertheless achieve benefit from and in the absence of contraindications should receive. 5-FU-based adjuvant therapy. This recommendation is further supported when considering oxaliplatin-based chemotherapy in stage 3 disease. A more recent analysis of MSI impact in stage 3 disease in the N0147 trial suggested a more complex and nuanced impact, with MSI high tumors having a favorable prognostic impact when arising in the right side of the colon, but actually having a negative prognostic impact when occurring in the left side. The reason for this difference remains unclear. However, the different embryologic origins of the left and right colon and the resultant different venous drainages may contribute to this difference. The treatment options for stage 3 patients is thankfully less complicated in the absence of contraindications patients with node-positive colon cancer should receive post-operative chemotherapy. Incorporation of oxaliplatin into the routine adjuvant treatment of colon cancer should be regarded as standard practice. KPOX is the preferred option in appropriately motivated and reliable patients based on the IDEA trial and three months of total treatment is appropriate for most stage 3 patients. At the time of making this presentation, Folfox or KPOX are the regimens of choice in the treatment of all patients with stage 3 colon cancer in the absence of specific contraindications. Oxaliplatin is associated with 
side effects of peripheral neuropathy that can adversely affect patient function and quality of life, leading to reduced duration of treatment. The timing of this adjuvant treatment is traditionally commenced between 3 to 8 weeks of surgery, with a 2010 meta-analysis showing that delaying treatment beyond this time frame is associated with inferior outcomes. We will now talk about biomarkers which may help us risk-stratify these patients. Circulating tumor DNA has outperformed many existing clinico-pathological risk factors as a surrogate biomarker for minimal residual disease and recurrence risk in smaller studies, with many large randomized trials underway to further evaluate its validity. This is particularly important for risk stratification of stage 2 tumors and selective use of adjuvant treatment. Other areas of investigation involve serial monitoring of circulating tumor DNA during chemotherapy to inform on efficacy and the possibility of early discontinuation or escalation, as well as after therapy completion as a tool for detecting recurrence much earlier than conventional surveillance methods. The Oncotype DX recurrence score was validated in the CalGB9581 and NSABPC7 trials as well as in the Dutch TME trial. It is the only externally validated assay available for commercial use and is based on a 12-gene signature that separates 3-year recurrence risk into low, intermediate and high, 12%, 18% and 22% respectively, independent of clinical pathologic features. It has been shown to be highly prognostic in stage 2 and 3 patients receiving 5-FU leucovorin and enables better discrimination of absolute oxaliplatin benefit as a function of risk. The newly published Sunrise study provides the validation of the Oncotype DX score in stage 3 cancers that were not treated with adjuvant therapy. Another notable signature, Coloprint, is an 18-gene prognostic classifier developed on fresh frozen tumor tissue to identify 5-year metastasis-free survival. Separating patients into two risk categories, this assay is particularly precise in identifying low-risk stage 2 cases that can be managed without chemotherapy irrespective of MSI status. It also appears to better classify high-risk patients than clinical pathologic factors alone. While the signature has been validated twice in retrospective trials, it is not yet available for commercial use. Let us now talk about investigational adjuvant approaches which include portal vein infusion, intraperitoneal chemotherapy and vaccines. Portal vein infusion with the so-called octary regimen wherein intraportal 5-FU and oxaliplatin was given followed by adjuvant modified Folfox 6 for 6 months reported a significant improvement in the primary endpoint of 3-year disease-free survival compared to standard modified Folfox 6. 5-year overall survival data are still pending. While the cytoreductive techniques of surgery are becoming increasingly standardized across the world, there exists a tremendous variation in the HIPEC component, including, most importantly, the choice of the infusional drug. The American Society of Peritoneal Surface Malignancies published a comparison of cytoreductive surgery and HIPEC using oxaliplatin versus mitomycin C in patients with 
peritoneal carcinomatosis from colorectal cancer. When data was stratified by peritoneal surface disease severity score, mitomycin was associated with significantly improved survival for patients with lower disease burden. In recent times, anti-tumor vaccines have seen a lot of enthusiasm. One tumor-associated antigen that may be a promising candidate is the MUC1, M-U-C-1 glycoprotein, which is abnormally expressed on neoplastic cells in a hypoglycosylated form that induces humoral and cellular response. A vaccine based on this antigen was found to be highly immunogenic in the pre-malignant setting, inducing long-term memory responses and no significant toxicity when administered to patients with advanced colonic adenomas, was seen. Let's shift our focus to the follow-up of patients after management of colon cancer with curative intent. According to the American Society of Clinical Oncology, recommendations for follow-up include a clinical examination and CEA every 3-6 to six months for the first 3 years and every 6 months for years 4 and 5. CT scan of the chest and abdomen is recommended once a year for the first 3 years. Repeat colonoscopy should be performed one year after surgery or immediately after adjuvant therapy if no preoperative exam was completed and then every 3 to 5 years depending on findings. CT scans and CEA should not be continued beyond 5 years. If the CEA level is elevated on repeat testing, imaging studies should be performed consisting of CT scans and a thorough evaluation of the colon with colonoscopy as well. If no recurrence or second primary is detected, watchful waiting and repeat of CT imaging at approximately 3-month intervals versus a PET scan with FDG can be considered. If disease is discovered, it should be managed as indicated. If no disease is detected, then continued surveillance is warranted with repeat CEA levels and CT or magnetic resonance imaging at intervals as described. With that, we have come to the end of this presentation. Thanks for listening.